everyone. Welcome back to Program Perceptions, which is a podcast geared towards dissecting ways we might have been programmed and talking through our perceptions. My name is Dr. Tanisha Barton. And in this episode, I am actually going to do something I did not want to do on my podcast. I am going to make an episode about the Steelers. And the reason why I say I don't want to do this is because I actually got out of the sports debate game <laughs> for, you know, whatever you call it, because I feel like nowadays there are so many people that don't really watch sports per se. They literally watch their favorite talking heads talk about sports, whether it's Fox Sports, um, Fox Sports, ESPN. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Shannon. I think he's fantastic. But there's a lot of people that get their takes now from these talk show hosts, instead of actually watching the games and actually formulating their opinions. And so for me, it's kind of like how social media has come and take over our world where a lot of people are like, well, it's on social media, so it must be true, right? I feel the same with sports. I feel like if your favorite talking head says something, that becomes your opinion. And you don't even have your own opinion because your opinion is really based off of what you hear off of a talk show. The other thing that I think is interesting with sports is that, especially for football. So during football season, all the games, right? There's lots of games. There's Thursday night, there's Sunday, and then there's Monday. So Sunday, there's usually a bunch of games at 12 o'clock and there's a bunch of games at three o'clock. That's just how it operates. So it's really interesting to me when people want to talk about certain teams or talk about certain things, when there's no way that they're watching your team play or they're able to watch every single game but yet they have an opinion on every single thing that they've seen. So it, it, if you think about it, it's actually not real. Like you can't have an opinion on every single game that you saw at 12 o'clock because you can't watch every single game at 12 o'clock. Unless you have eight TVs, you can't watch every game. It just isn't possible. You can maybe watch two games. Um, that's possible. But you can't really watch all of those games at once. However, there will be people that will argue with you up and down that they know what's happening in every single game for every single team. And the only reason why they say that is because they have been watching their favorite talk show host talk about the games. And so that makes them feel like they know what's going on. And so because of all of that and the evolution of sports and how we talk about sports and all the attention that's on it and all the, you know, gambling and all the different things, like I feel like sports has changed. And so because I feel like sports has changed and because I feel like there's a controlled element in sports, I have chosen not to talk about it as much as I used to. I Do I still watch? Absolutely. Do I still have opinions? Absolutely. Do I watch all the talking heads on TV? Absolutely not. Um, but I know that a lot of people do. And because I know that, I genuinely just try not to talk about it because I don't want to hear somebody else's opinion they got from somebody else and they don't actually see. However, my Steelers, I'm tired. And so I decided today is the day that I was going to jump on and record a, a podcast episode about them because God bless them. So for everybody just curious or whatever, the Steelers just lost to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I never thought that they were going to beat Green Bay. That was never like something I thought was going to happen. However, I always like to watch my team compete because there's things that I see when I'm watching my team that I feel like I just see as a fan that I feel like oftentimes maybe somebody else won't see. Um, so before I get into this episode, if if you don't already, follow me on Instagram, Dr. Tanisha Barton, um, and also my per personal website, Program Perceptions, where I blog and write other cool stuff as well. 
So getting into my Steelers. So first of all, I want to say that I have been a Steelers fan for probably 20 years, if, if not 20 years, close to 20 years, right? And so one of the things I know about the Steelers, and I think anybody that knows anything about football will know this about the Steelers, is that they genuinely and usually have really good defense. Like that is who we are. We've, we, that's who we've been for years and decades and whatever. So we usually have a really good defense. So this year isn't any different. I mean, we have a, a, a good defense. I don't want to say that we have like a great defense because I think at the beginning of the season, we had a great defense. And I think a lot of those people have gotten hurt and, you know, just like with every other team, right. Things have happened. So our defense is, let's just say our defense is okay at best, right? Like we could be okay at defense. Here's the problem. Our offense is terrible. And our offense isn't terrible, I don't think, because like we have terrible people on offense, although our offensive line is kind of questionable, and I'll get into that in a second. But Ben Rotlisberger needs to retire. His time has come and passed. Like it I don't understand why he's still the quarterback. I don't understand why anybody would look at him and actually even take him serious as the quarterback because he can't do anything we need him to do. And so here's the thing. I know that football is a team sport. If anybody knows that football is a team sport, my issue is that we know our offensive line isn't very good, right? Anybody that watches football can tell you our offensive line isn't very good. Our offensive line is young, they, I don't think anybody on the offensive line that is starting as of right now played for us last year. If so, it was one person and it might've been our right guard. Not hundred percent sure on, on that, but I know that it's a completely new group. We have two rookies on our offensive line. So needless to say, we're a work in progress in offensive line, right? Fine. Noted. However, we are also a work in progress at quarterback. And I know people want to be like, well, Ben has two Super Bowls. Ben's big. Ben's this. Ben's that. Ben hasn't been that for at least three years. At least three years. And let me tell you why. So in 2019, Ben actually got, that was the year that Ben got hurt and he hurt his elbow. So he didn't even play. I think he got hurt in like week three, week four, whatever. Went down and didn't play. So in 2019, we had a plethora of quarterbacks. I think at one point we had Mason Rudolph. At one point we had um, Duck Hodges, whatever. We were just throwing people out there at quarterback, right? Because Ben was our guy. Then in 2020, which was last year, we were 11-0. I said on a podcast episode that we are the worst 11-0 team I've ever seen. And that is because Ben, if you go back and look at Ben's stats last year, they weren't very good as far as his... Um, turnover ratio. He turned the ball over, I believe on an average of two times per game. And we were 11 and 0. And I know that people were like, yeah, well, you, you can only play who's in front of you, which is true. We were playing bad teams. Fine. That I, I agree. We were playing bad teams. And also our quarterback was bad. However, our defense was fantastic. And so whenever you have a quarterback who is okay, and like, okay. And then you have a defense that is fantastic. There's a lot of things that your defense can make up for because your offense isn't very good. That's just how football works. However, fast forward to now our defense is okay. So we can't have an okay defense and a terrible quarterback. It's not going to work. It's never going to work. It's just not going to work. And 
for a long time, there's little things that Ben just doesn't do anymore. And quite frankly, he hasn't been doing them for like four or five years. He doesn't usually go to the check down receiver. He tries to throw the long ball or whatever. And it, like he can't throw, but that's a whole different conversation. He, the check down receiver is something that I guess isn't good enough for him. Those four or five yards on first down or whatever, he doesn't really care for those. Um, he never sees the other team when he's about to throw an interception. So there are often times where people get interceptions from Ben that they literally just have to catch the ball because he will throw it to you because he just doesn't see. It's the weirdest thing. If it's third and four or third and seven, Ben is going to throw it to the receiver that is like four yards short of the third down of the marker of the first down marker. And he's going to throw it, you know, three yards, four yards short of the first down. And he's going to hope the receiver can go and get the extra yardage. Now, in saying that, I know that there are some times where a quarterback will see somebody is open. And so he will dump it off and the guy can get extra yardage. My problem is if there's a guy draped all over your back and there's another guy that you are, in essence, running into or running towards, right? The chances of you being able to catch the football and run an extra four yards are very slim because there's not enough time, space, or opportunity. So it's just a bad decision. And he's been doing that for years. But like I said, we've always had a good defense. The thing with Ben that I've realized is he doesn't make smart decisions and he hasn't made smart decisions for years. I have said for years, that Ben's time is over. I think it's been six years, maybe that I've said it, maybe even seven years that I've said that Ben needs to go. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I met my husband seven years ago. Yep. And it's been seven years. So for seven years, I have said Ben needs to go. And it's because he's the same things he's doing now. He's always done. And it's just like, I'm over it. Right. And not only that, the league is transitioning. And so now like Ben can't escape the pocket to save his life. Ben can fight from being ripped down for a sack, but he can't scramble. He can't move out of the pocket, which takes me back to our offensive line. Our offensive line isn't very good. And I'm not going to make an episode about our offensive line being fantastic. I'm not going to make an episode about how amazing they are and all the great things that they can do because right now they can't do a lot. And I, and I, and I see that and I, and I recognize that, right? We also have to recognize that as an organization that we have an offensive line that is not very good and protection doesn't can't doesn't last very long consistently. And if that's the case, we need a quarterback that can offset the offensive line not being good. I to me this is just common sense and Ben isn't that guy. He he cannot escape out of the pocket. He can't. And when he does it's the slowest thing you've ever seen in your life. And it's a hindrance to the team. So it's like, if you know that your offensive line isn't very good, why do you have a statue at quarterback? What is that statue going to do for you? And how is that statue going to help you? It is actually impossible for Ben to help this offensive line because the way, the style of play that Ben has always had in the NFL has been stand in the pocket you're, he's big. So you stand in the pocket and if, sorry, I just hit the microphone. And if somebody is close to him or going to tackle him, he can evade that sack 
Or if somebody thinks that they're going to get him down, he can fight through that. And he makes these phenomenal plays by extending the play, right? That is who he is. But nobody ever says Ben's run, Ben's ability to run or Ben's ability to get a, a few extra yards or Ben's ability to scramble. That's never really been his strong suit. I mean, he's done it here and there, but that's not who he is. And now he's 38, 39. And you're telling me that our game plan for the Pittsburgh Steelers is to have a statue at quarterback behind a terrible offensive line. And what, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to move the ball? Are we like, what are we supposed to do? Honestly, like, what are we supposed to do? It, it can't happen. We're a bad football team. And I know that again, football is a team sport. And so everything isn't Ben's fault, but I would say 75% or 70% of what is happening is Ben's fault. It is Ben throwing the ball to the other team. It is Ben not making the right reads. It has been not checking down to the receiver. And quite frankly, it's Ben's skill set. Ben's skill sets are old. We don't need, like what Ben Rottlesberger provides for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's old. We The game is evolving. The game is changing. Look at our division. We have Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow in the AFC North. All of those quarterbacks are mobile. All of those quarterbacks can get out of the pocket. And all of those quarterbacks, at least the defenders have to wonder if they are going to take off and run. With Ben, nobody ever wonders if he's going to take off and run. And when he does, it's so slow that anybody could go get him, right? So it's it's just time for him to move on. And it's time for us to move on. The other thing is look at all the quarterbacks that are in the league right now. We have Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes. Um, uh, uh, now all of a sudden I can't think of any quarterbacks names, which is great. Um, we have the guy in Buffalo, um, that can escape. What is his name? Allen. He can move out of the pocket, right? We have Russell Wilson. Um, we have Dak Prescott. Look at all of the quarterbacks that are now in the NFL. Daniel Jones. All the quarterbacks that are in the NFL that are kind of new school or new wave or whatever can move and can escape the pocket. We don't have that ability to do that. So you have a quarterback who can't escape the pocket and can't move because he's slow. He's like a statue back there because he's old. He can no longer shake defenders off of him anymore. He's got a terrible offensive line in front of him. He makes bad decisions. He plays in a state where the weather is about to get bad. So you're trying to tell me that that is a recipe for success? Absolutely not. Like Ben needs to go. He he needed to go years ago. Now I am so glad that everybody is being able to see exactly what I've been able to see for years. And let me just tell you, the Ben you see today playing is the exact same Ben who has been playing for five or six years. This has been who he has been. Like this is him. This is him. The bad decisions that you're seeing, the slowness, the inability to throw the ball down the field, the the missing wide open receivers, all of those things, that is who Ben has been for years. It is time for him to go. And I'm going to say this next thing, and it's going to hurt my heart that I have to verbally say this, but Tomlin, I love him. I love Mike Tom Tomlin. I think he's a good coach. I think he gets people fired up. I think he 
I think he is good for Pittsburgh. I think everything that we are as Pittsburgh is Tomlin, the toughness, all of those things. However, as a coach, he needs to take a stand and he's going to have to bench Ben. He has to. And unfortunately, if he benches Ben and it goes terribly wrong, it might cost him his job. I don't know if it will cost him his job though, because Ben is terrible because I, part of me feels like, and obviously I, I don't know this for any, for any reason, no one's told me this obviously, but I kind of feel like he knows that benching Ben is, is one of those things where it's either going to be well-received or it's not going to be well-received. So he doesn't know if he should do it or not. And he's also probably thinking if he bitches, if he benches, <laughs> bitches, if he benches Ben, the backup that comes in has to be ready to go. And I believe in his mind right now, we have four quarterbacks in total. What team in the NFL has four quarterbacks that they are actively carrying on their roster that are not on the practice squad. We have Dwayne Haskins that is on our roster. We have Mason Rudolph that is on our roster. We have Josh Dobbs that is on our roster. We have Ben Roethlisberger that are all on our roster. So we have four QBs on our roster because we have a terrible QB one. Okay. Tomlin is going to have to make the decision to either bench Ben or he, I don't know, like there's no, or like he has to do it because if he doesn't, this is going to be a terrible season, the whole season. And he's going, the, his record's going to be bad. So he's either going to lose his job because he's going to have his first losing record ever as a Pittsburgh Steeler head coach. Like, let's think about that for a second. He's never had a losing record as a head coach. Never, not one time has he had a losing record as an NFL coach. That is fantastic. So that's at stake this year, which is fine. Who cares? It's a record. It's meant to be broken. Or he is, he's going he's gonna to have to bench Ben. He's going to have to bench Ben. What? How can he not? I think, though, the problem is, is that he's thinking, if I bench Ben, who's going to play? Is it going to be Haskins that's going to play? Mason Rudolph can play, but I don't know if Mason Rudolph can escape the pocket. I mean, he's been with us. My thing is with Mason Rudolph too, he's been with us for, I think like seven years, maybe even longer than that. If you've been with a team for that long and you're not ready to be the starter, we need to release him. He's a waste of space. Why is he still on our roster? Why is Mason Rudolph still on our roster? I have no idea why he's on our roster now that I think about it, because if he's not ready now, when is he going to be ready? It's the weirdest thing. But anyways, so now I'm just ranting. But for me, I think Ben needs to make a decision. I think he, Ben needs to retire or Ben needs to pull himself out of the game because I believe he's arrogant. I don't think he's going to do it because that's not who he is. And to be fair, I he's a quarterback. He's He's had a lot of glory. He was fantastic for many years. He was fantastic for probably 10, 12 years. I get it. So he's probably thinking like, I'm not going to pull myself. They're going to have to pull me, whatever. But we have coaches for a reason. It's time for our coaches to step up and pull Ben out of the game. It's time. It's time for us to start having a game plan without Ben. It's time for us to move on and start doing what we need to do because Ben is terrible. And he's got to go. And as long as he's there, he is going to continue to cost us football games. He's going to continue to be terrible. And we are going to continue to be terrible. And quite frankly, 
I am ready to cheer on another quarterback. I'm ready to get frustrated at the quarterback for um, not doing what he's supposed to do. I'm ready to be, yep, I'm just ready for a change. It's time to change. It's time for something new. It's time for something different. And I'm ready for that new and ready for that different. So I'm done. Um, as always, your perceptions aren't always reality. Sometimes they're the lens in which you have been programmed. And let me just say, I think we've been programmed to see Ben as a good quarterback. That is our perception. He's been so good as a team. The Steelers have been good. The Steelers are a great organization. So you just assume that Ben is fantastic. He is not. Your perceptions aren't reality. And this is a great example of that. So anyways, I'm going to say it again. Your perceptions aren't always reality. Sometimes they are the lens in which you have been programmed. Thank you for listening.